deeply concerned by the huge illicit financial flows from Africa, which was Tabo Mbeki as well. Trust Africa, which is an independent foundation in Dakar, Senegal, held a two-day capacity-building workshop for journalists and media professionals in the West African sub-region working on issues related to illicit financial flows from the continent. Tell me more. You know, Elvis, when journalists unite, that's why the media is called the fourth estate, because after the judiciary, the executive, and the legislature, there's no one institution that can hold the public to account and vice versa. But if you think about it, there is the Institute for Investigative Journalists in, in, in the world that is doing exactly that. So this is, if you like, the Africa chapter of it. And illicit capital flows, just to remind people, is not just drug money and, and human trafficking kind of flows. It also includes money laundering and profit shifting by companies, you know, excessive tax avoidance that happens. So when journalists unite, I think what this will do, it will share, it will help them to share knowledge amongst one another to grow expertise. We talk about media, the production room being juniorized sometimes because of lack of resources. This is a very smart way by African journalists to, to pool resources and make sure that they understand the concept better because it is increasing, it's not declining, and Africa is at the losing end of it. So I really commend the journalists for this meeting in Senegal. Mm-hmm, indeed. Now, the UN Secretary General, Antonio Guterres, has outlined four recommendations to help us all save our oceans. The reason this is important, and by the way, the significance is that this meeting is hosted by Lisbon and Kenya. It is happening in, in Portugal. I mean, Portugal and Kenya, rather, not Lisbon. Portugal and Kenya. Then the, the ocean, We, you and I always talk about piracy and pollution and, and the illegal fishing that happened. And Africa, because of its long coastline, Elvis, and the fact that its coastlines always connected to areas, regions like China. If you think of Somalia, the piracy there was because of overfishing by mainly Chinese vessels. The same thing is happening in West Africa. And when it happens, it leads to socio-political instability, including piracy. So uh, the United Nations has this Save Our Oceans initiative that if by 2030 we haven't addressed matters like that, matters like pollution, climate change will almost combine with things like overfishing to eliminate the ocean or destroy the economies that depend on the oceans. And it doesn't matter if you're in West Africa or you're in Cape Town where small-time fishermen were complaining about being moved out of the market by bigger players. You are going to have to address it because it's a recipe for disaster if you don't. And then, of course, Victor, G7 leaders, uh, they are meeting in southern Germany, and they have detailed plans to raise 600 billion U.S. dollars in private and public funds to finance much-needed infrastructure, notably here on the African continent. Yeah, (laughs) what do they say? Closing the stable after the horse has bolted. (laughs) China is investing $200 billion or so, and it's... $600 billion by all these G7 countries will probably not reverse the tide that China will eventually become the largest economy in the world. They are responding or reacting, Elvis, to what is called the Belt and Road Initiative by China, which connects major cities, major economies of the world by building infrastructure, rail and road infrastructure. That way, enabling China to move goods across those countries, those regions, and move, obviously, 
resources from places like Africa into China and move produced goods or processed goods from China into the rest of the world. So G7 countries, well, maybe they will try, but they are not going to be able to counter the tide because the way China does business in Africa is totally different. It offers that which Africa needs. Even though we say it's colonizing Africa, there you have it. The former colonial powers are uniting to counter the act. So it's not about Africa. It's about what Africa can do, of course, to counter what these colonial powers are doing. And unless we make it our game, we will continue to be the subjects or the, the, the losers in this whole, in this whole equation.